following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Motor City Monday on the Huge Show across Michigan, presented by Impact Power Sports. And speaking of the Motor City, you could win former Lion Lomas Brown's tricked-out custom golf cart. Just text IMPACT to 21000. And if you're looking for your own custom golf cart, Yamaha's newest golf cart dealer in Michigan is Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. They service all of Michigan. They have the e-bikes, the quads, the side-by-sides, and all the big boy and big girl power toys. It is a Motor City Monday, presented by Impact Power Sports on the huge show across Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1 866 838 HUGE. That's 1 866 838 4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. So, Michigan, it is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free stream weekdays at 3 and also on the iHeart app. Search the huge show and you can listen anywhere in the world. Where you get mobile service. In a few moments, Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com will join us. Latest on Michigan spring football and also Juwan Howard and Michigan Hoops. Cellar dweller. Now Juwan's talking about how hard his team plays. Oh, jeez. We'll hear from Broom. Stout from Lansing. From our affiliate, the game, 7.30 a.m., where you hear Stout weekday mornings at 10 a.m. The king of Lansing, the side of Izzo. We also talked about Izzo and the Spartans. I gave my opinion. I think they should play more wide-open basketball, like they did against Illinois, 88-80. I don't like them in the half court. I just don't. And if they're not hitting their threes, it gets really ugly, which you watched yesterday in the second half in that loss to Ohio State. The good thing is, as I mentioned in my opening huge opinion, Jerry Palm's bracketology still has Michigan State as a nine seed. Can't afford any more ugly losses. And the two losses to Iowa and Ohio State at home, if they could have finished strong... Won a Big Ten tournament game or two. I think they could have played their way as high as a five seed based on their resume and also how crazy college basketball is. Oh, there's talk now, no storm in the court. And now a fan intentionally went after a Duke player. Come on. My Lord. NCAA, it's a joke. It's going out of business anyways. They can't win a lawsuit. They can't. NIL. Pay to play, whatever it is. It's amazing that pay to play basically can be their 
but everybody and their brother still accusing Harbaugh and Michigan of cheating. Adam Schefter sent out 18 players, you know, that thing Michigan put out a couple weeks ago, 18 players in the combine, and I said, and some nut jobs thought they had to cheat to win it all this year. And people are like, oh, yeah, he's already been convicted of cheating. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's Twitter. Anybody can say anything, and people believe it. Well, I'll get some journalists. Uh, you need to give me credit on Twitter. No, I don't. It's Twitter. Uh, you can't just take a screenshot of my tweet. Uh, show me the rule that says I can't. It's Twitter. Oh, and because I said that some jobs accused Harbaugh of cheating, here it comes just like a three-hour tsunami. Guess who's the Michigan homer now? Oh, I know it was a Michigan State homer for Izzo on Friday. What day is it? Hold on, let me look at the calendar. Oh, tomorrow, tomorrow I'm a Michigan State homer. My bad on the days. My point was, if you have 18, the most players ever invited to an NFL combine from one team, and you're telling me that with an iPhone from 70 yards away, that what Connor Stallions did that never has been connected to Harbaugh gave Michigan an unfair advantage. Oh, I'm sorry. You must be listening to Ryan Day at Ohio State. So when everything was made public and Connor Stallions or anything connected to him was removed from Michigan football, they just happened to go beat Ohio State, no, excuse me, win at Penn State, win at Maryland, beat Ohio State, beat Iowa, where you just needed a safety to beat Iowa, 2 nothing. it's game over. Oh, sent Saban into retirement and sent the Washington coach to Alabama and Michigan gets a natty. And some of you are still smoking a big fatty thinking they cheated. <laughs> did we lose did we lose Anthony Broom? Is he getting irritated with you? Was I supposed to go right to him? Don't say that A stands for anal retentive with Anthony Broom. From the Wolverine.com will join us stout coming up in about 20. By the way, speaking of communications, uh, college football is near the adoption of helmet communications for the upcoming season. They tried it during the bowl season. Yeah, okay. Way to stay up on the times. That's nice. Oh, you're gonna do in. Oh, you're going to be able to call the plays to helmets for a defensive player and an offensive player. That's nice. Hey, way to get modern. What's next? You got to you got to put wheels on buses. What's going on? Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders. He is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. Uh, seems a little fired up on a Monday here. Yeah, you know, I, I when Adam Schefter said, hey, man, it's eight, you know, he kind of reminded everybody what we knew a couple of weeks ago about the 18 Michigan players invited. And I said, 
Yeah, like nut jobs who said they had to cheat to win it all. And here comes everybody again, which, by the way, if you notice, Anthony, since Harbaugh has taken the NFL job, there's not one former player, broadcaster, anybody connected to the NFL who has ever said one peep about all the accusations on Harbaugh at Michigan. Not one. No, I only ever really hear from it on Twitter from, you know, Buckeye six nine six nine or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't. We we just don't hear it from anyone else no. these days. So, um, and like we said, like at some point there'll be some closure on that. I assume a slap on the wrist or, or a price to pay. But you know, that's. I think any any talk, you know, all of that talk got sucked out of the building the minute that confetti fell on that team in Houston because it was. Again, it was a that run that they went on those last six games of the year, whatever it was, you know, Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State, Big Ten Championship, college football playoffs. They won their way through it. The only way out of that was to win through it, and and they did. And that doesn't exonerate them if there's a price to pay, but uh, it is interesting because I mean, there's really just nothing more to say about it, really. Yeah, and the NCAA, by the way, which first considered detailed wireless technology as recently as 2015 uh, now reports say they're going to move into the receivers in a helmet usually for you know linebacker calling defensive plays quarterback whatever it is whatever the final judgment is uh, on it and you're asking yourself why did it take so long uh, with the evolution of technology why were they so delayed NFL first tinkered with wireless technology or receivers in a helmet back in 1956, you have to ask yourself, why did the NCAA take so long to want to put uh, communications between a coordinator or the head coach and a quarterback or a coordinator and the quarterback or the middle linebacker and the D coordinator? Why'd they wait so long, Anthony? Why? I mean, if you're asking me why the NCAA waits so long to do anything it does, I mean, I, I'm just not capable of answering that because that's kind of, I think the NCAA slogan probably should be, why did that take so long? Because that's what it is with everything. So, I mean, helmets, I mean, they have, uh, you know, they, they have radios and helmets at the high school level. And, you know, I don't know if the, if their consideration is, oh, well, you know, we need to give, uh you know, the Mac schools, the same type of consideration that we'd give the big 10 schools, which is a, you know, I'm a, and I'm a Mac guy. I'm a Mac alum, of course. Um, I just, that, that's, that's such a farce. and such a terrible argument to make. Um, yeah. I mean, it's let's modernize this thing because this is, this is essentially semi-professional football, not even really semi-professional. I mean, these, there are guys now that are going to make, making more money playing football as a college player than they might make, you know, as an NFL draft pick. So there's just so much money going around and, and a lot of it's being funneled to people in empty suits. So can we get a, can we get a radio in a helmet? It, can we, just one, like, is that possible? Uh, I, I think it is, but you know, someone's got to make the move, you know? Yeah. You never know. Or even with technology, you could have a coach type in a play and, and the visor or on the left, you know, when, when you look at all, all this technology coming at us where the, the play will show up on a little screen, uh, you know, left on the helmet where only the quarterback could see it or other players even see it. Who knows? I mean, it's just crazy. NCAA, they're going out of business uh, soon anyways. All right, speaking of the NCAA, 
Uh, Howard and the Wolverines won't be going to the tournament again. Uh, they're dead last. They hang around. They give you a lot of moral halves, moral victory halves, where they'll play well, and you're like, okay. Uh, and then they, uh, you know, like Purdue yesterday, I said, oh, they're going to lose by close to double digits. They kind of had a little push at the end. It was at home. Howard now is talking about how hard the team plays, and they never quit, and we're getting that coach speak. Uh what is the current state of Michigan basketball? And when this season is over, what do you think the offseason will be like? It's a great question. It's, it's, an, it's something that no one really seems to know right now. Um, and I know I've come on your airwaves and have been very critical of them. I've been on our own you know, broadcast and airwaves uh, being critical of them. You know, t- yesterday was pr- probably a lot better than I expected it to be, uh, you know, considering – who Purdue is, you're down Jalen Lowell and you're down Olivier Kamwa. And wire to wire, like the effort was pretty good, but uh, they're just not talented enough and they're not well coached enough to win a game like that. But I did think the effort was good. I mean, the question is here now is, um, you know, in these last four games, because I assume, you know, they are, they're going to play on Wednesday night in the Big Ten tournament and, and they won't be favored to win. So these could be the last four games, certainly maybe at best, maybe the last five games of the season um, from their perspective. But, you know, you're looking for something now, you know, this is, this is where Jawan Howard makes his pitch to, to keep this job and to keep this team from completely bottoming out, which you can argue that it's already happened. But I think the last, last few nights out, I think the effort for the most part has been pretty good. I, you know, we'll see. I, they, they said today that they're going to find out, or at least in the next few days, if Doug McDaniel will be available for the road games they'll play this week. Obviously, they, they've got one at Nebraska, or I'm sorry, they've got one um, at Rutgers, they've got one at Ohio State, and then they'll close out the regular season at home against Nebraska. I mean, if Doug McDaniel's available on the road, you know, then you're start, you know, you get a sense of, you know, because really we haven't seen this team at full firepower, so to speak, in road games since before the new year. And it's not an excuse. It's just where they've been at. So to be able to maybe see how Doug McDaniel plays down the stretch when it's not one game on, one game off, you know, I'd like to see them play George Washington uh, and Yusef Kayat a little bit more, and you see how the how it finishes out. But you know, it's very likely that they don't finish this season with double digit wins, which is not acceptable. I mean, you have to look at, you know, at this point you have to look at so much more than how these last four games finish out because the totality of this is that when the dust clears on this season, you're going to have one of the worst, you know, you will be one of the worst teams in Michigan basketball history. Like that's objectively factual, you you know, to, to only sit here with eight wins, you were out of the NCAA tournament picture, really before the Christmas presents were under the tree for a lot of people. So, um, you know, I don't know what the evaluation is and I don't know what the justification is for running this back one more year. Um, what, what the excuses or, or the reasons for that would be, um, but there are a heck of a lot of reasons to not run it back. And, you know, I guess we'll just see what happens with, uh, the man who ultimately decides to make that decision in ward manual. So, I think it would be a mistake to just kind of assume because you ran it back with Jim Harbaugh after the COVID season that this is the same type of situation. It's not. Um, but I do think that's something that's in play, and I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, I would think that if, if Juwan Howard does come back, I mean, it's 
we're talking wholesale changes, you know, on the coaching staff, support staff. And to be frank with you, I don't know that he has the conviction or the, um, the chops that it will take to, to kind of turn that around. So uh, uh, my opinion on it though. Yeah. They got to move on, but uh, we'll see. Now, this will, this really will be a, a telltale move by Ward Manuel. If he allows it to continue for another year, uh, his hire is Jerome Moore. You got spring ball coming up, the spring game scrimmage, whatever they'll call it, uh, on April 20th. Quarterback competition, uh, offensive playmakers uh, will be a big part uh, of spring ball. Then you're going to get the transfer portal after the fact. Will Michigan lose? Will they gain? How will that work out? By the time we get done uh, with this semester and we get into early May, how do you think Sharon Moore's first spring will look like at Michigan? That's something else that's going to be interesting to watch because that second, you know, that spring transfer portal window, which is really the one that could be more consequential for Michigan, both in retaining guys and maybe, you know, bringing in a few guys in, maybe losing a few guys. That runs from April 15th to April 30th. And obviously you've got that spring game smack dab in the middle of that, you know, on, on April 20th. So be interesting to see, um, you know, if there are guys that don't make it full through a full spring, if there are guys that you know, make it through the whole spring and then decide to go elsewhere. I'll, I'll say this. I mean, now that that 30 day window is closed, you know, it's pretty remarkable that things, and I know social media, you know, has a way of, of amplifying concerns and whatnot, but it, it's actually kind of remarkable how well Sharon Moore was able to kind of keep things together when, Ben Herbert leaves and you've got Steve Klingscale leaving. You've got Mike Elston leaving. So, I mean, for Michigan, I think it's, uh, I really do think that these guys, um, the guys that are sticking around that have stuck around by and large, really only lost Keon Saab, you know, want to see how this, you know, going to give this thing a shot. You know, I, I think the, the guys that are here like it here. I do think that, um, you know, NIL is going to have to be something that steps up here over the next month or so, because this, this is really now, um, I, I think there are guys willing to give Sharon the benefit of the doubt, given that the timeline of how everything went down wasn't super ideal, um, which again was a byproduct of playing your season out to that second week of January, which they wouldn't trade for the world. Um, but now, now it's decision time and now it's building time. And, and I, I do think that when the dust settles on all of it, could I see an impactful guy or two leaving? Yeah, I could, because that's just the name of the game now, but I don't think there's going to be an exodus. I really do think that this thing is going to mostly stay intact and, um, and that we'll see what happens, you know, come, come may come fall camp. Um, and then come that season opener on August 31st. But I, I think it really does feel like things are a lot more stable than maybe fans feel like they are right now. Like the staff is done. The roster is pretty content. And now it's, it's about time to get to work here in a couple of weeks. So we'll see what happens. Anthony Broom, uh, one of our Michigan insiders from the Wolverine.com, joining us on the Rose Tummer Coffee guest line. Uh, before I let you go, you mentioned that you're a Mac grad. I saw UMass being added to the MAC today, and I know a lot of these schools, like the Big Ten dream, that you're going to get the East Coast New York market because you added Rutgers. I kind of look at the landscape of the MAC. I don't don't see the UMass fit. Uh, I, I know everybody's scrambling right now to get as many teams as possible, try and protect their own turf. 
Maybe you get UMass, you look better for a potential TV deal, but it do, it doesn't seem, at least my initial reaction, Anthony, like a good fit. Uh, you know, in general, when I just look at, you know, what all of this changes means for, you know, the group of five and, and the smaller schools, like it really just does feel like we're, we're, we're on a slow drip to kind of those, you know, the, the central Michigans of the world, the Eastern Michigans of the world, like those type of schools and those type of conferences just kind of getting freezed out from the whole thing. Um, you know, the money isn't there, um, you know, yeah, the, the the I don't think the TV eyeballs are necessarily there. Don't get me wrong; like I love I love watching that, but you know, a lot of people are just tuned into you know Big Ten, SEC, ACC, all that type of stuff. So, again, I mean, uh, conference fits to me. I mean, we jumped the shark with that when the Big Ten jumped what three time zones to bring in schools from LA, and then you go up into the Pacific Northwest now, and it's just all. Um, nothing makes sense. So everything makes sense now because everything's on the table. So we'll see what, we'll see what it means. I mean, um, I think UMass, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think UMass has been in the Mac or affiliated with the Mac before, but yeah, it's, I, I don't know what it really changes. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I wish, I wish Grand Valley and Ferris would move up from D2 to D1. I think it's a top 38 TV market, which would be one of the biggest in the Mac. Uh, if not the biggest. I know they try and count Cleveland, but again, Mac schools aren't part of the the Cleveland TV market. And uh, I just, uh, again, where these conferences are going, uh, if you're beyond the power four, good luck. Because if you don't get those money games and these TV deals demand more interconference play, it'll be interesting uh, where the next level of D1 goes. Anthony, got to get to a timeout. Always appreciate the conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, Anthony Brune checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Tim Stout from Stout on Sports uh, will join us in a moment. Flying Ace Whiskey, huge question of the day. With Michigan State losing two straight home games to Iowa and Ohio State, will they make the NCAA tournament? You can answer that at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. There's a new player in town. Hi, I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver, and I'm talking about Eagle Casino and Sport, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet, just like that. Sign up now and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500. Or you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, 
high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan out of Motor City. Monday, presented by Impact Power Sports. They're on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids. They service all of Michigan. Need a custom golf cart? They're West Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart dealer. For your neighborhood, for your golf club, workplace, lake house, you name it. You can design it any way you want it, trick it out with Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. And if you want to enter to win Lomas Brown's Lions Golf Cart, we're going to give away this summer, courtesy of Impact Power Sports. Just text IMPACT to 21000. That's IMPACT to 21000. Let's go talk to Tim Stout, Stout on Sports. When I was driving through Lansing on Friday, I was listening to Tim. Did a great interview with Michigan State head hockey coach Adam Nightingale. Called him up, talked with him and Brock on air, off air, good people. Tim is standing by. And, Tim, what happened yesterday in that state game? Well, I was surprised like everybody else, Bill. I mean, after they lost at home uh, to uh, Iowa earlier in the week against a team yesterday that had lost 17 consecutive road games and had fired its coach earlier, all even though it had had a better week, it still lost on the road at Minnesota in a close game the other night. Uh, I think, you know, yesterday sometimes the, the basketball gods just don't shine down on you. I actually turned away from the game at one point with about six minutes to go because the 12-point lead against Ohio State seemed like a 30-point lead against anybody else because that team – well, and I thought, look, I thought Ohio State played hard, but I thought offensively that's one of the worst teams of the Big Ten I'd ever seen play in the Breslin Center. They didn't, you know, they didn't have a couple of their best players, especially their second best player, but they did play hard for the guy, and they needed Michigan State to help them, and Michigan State helped them. Their top two guys only made six out of 24 shots. 
You know, Bill, I always use golf metaphors with this stuff. To me, it's like Scheffler hitting 18 greens but taking 38 putts, and so he ends up shooting 76. I think Michigan State missed so many shots in that game to match Ohio State that the only way Ohio State was going to stay in the game is if Michigan State just simply didn't shoot well, which it didn't. And if you don't shoot well in any game, wherever you are, as you know, especially at this level, uh, you know it's going to be a grinder, and that's what it was yesterday. I was still even surprised at the end. I think if that kid for Ohio State tried that shot the way he was guarded 15 times, he'd never make it. But the time that he had to make it yesterday at the end, it was the one shot that went in, and it just kind of is, uh, symbolizes the frustration that Michigan State has had in a lot of ways this season with perhaps more frustration ahead. That's going to be determined in the next couple of weeks, right? Yeah, in your Izzo, you have it almost feels like this is three seasons in one, doesn't it, for the team? Well, I mean, it's fact that they're forty and thirty-six in the Big Ten since Cassius Winston left at the end of twenty nineteen, right? So that's fact. If they lose at Purdue and they're gonna be an underdog, then they're forty and thirty seven in the Big Ten. They've lost thirteen games each of the last three years, and I thought unless the freshmen that were coming in were like the Fab Five, where they were going to just dominate and start these games, uh, that this was the same team that lost 13 minus Joey Hauser. Well, I mean, the, the freshmen don't start, two of them don't play, and the two that do play play limited roles. So that means that the other guys get better in the offseason, and I'm not sure any of them has had a difference-making you know, upgrade in the off season from last year to where they are this year. And that's why the record is what it is. And yet they're struggling in a year when I don't think the big Ten's very good And the AP top 25 today. There are two big 10 teams produced two, Illinois 13 and that's it. So the other 12 can't even get ranked in the AP top 25. And if you look at some of the teams that are in there, you say to yourself, you're telling me Michigan state, let alone Michigan can't beat some of those guys in an otherwise normal year. Apparently, not because the Big Ten's only got two ranked. Tim Stouds out on sports weekdays at 10 a.m. on the game 7.30 a.m. The huge show uh, weekdays live now at 3 p.m. You're, you're Izzo. You had a preseason number four team as we talked about. Your team now is one bad loss away from maybe on the outside looking in in the NCAA tournament. I know you talk with Tom a lot on and off air. Uh, what's this year been like for him? I think it's been tough, Bill. Uh, you know, I mean, I think it's been tough. He told me, I still remember a phone call in July. It was on another matter. And before he got done, he said to me, just in small talk, you know, before you go, we could be really, really, really good in that type of, uh, you know, resonance and that type of voice inflection. There were three reallys in there. And I think Tom really believed that they would be. But again, uh, you know, they, the, the, the difficult teams they played in the non-conference, they came close to a lot of them, but they didn't beat them for the most part. They played well and beat Baylor. I think they got Baylor at a very opportune time in December. So maybe that was fool's gold. I think the I think the key to this has been those two December Big Ten games that they had, you know, with Northwestern and with Nebraska, excuse me, with Wisconsin and Nebraska. When they lost those two, they're not used to going into the holidays 0-2 in the Big Ten, but that's what happened. And then it got to 1-4 and in the Big Ten, and they've been playing from behind ever since. Then, excuse me, you take their, uh, you, you know, you take one of their most promising freshmen, Jeremy Fears, and he 
you know, obviously the issue with him over Christmas knocked him out. So, and he was just starting to develop. And then Tyson Walker, I think he is really struggling more than maybe he's letting on because his shot hasn't looked right for the last month. He and Aikens combined yesterday were six for 24. If you know that going in, they're going to miss 18 shots. You doggone well better rebound them because if you don't, the other team's going to get back down the floor. I mean, I, I thought, I thought Ohio State is still going to have a hard time winning this game because Ohio State's they struggle so much offensively. But when they went inside, they got a couple of putbacks. And then the other amazing stat bill besides the 17 straight losses is Michigan State at home, at home no less, scored seven points in the last 10 minutes against a team that's near the bottom of the Big Ten and had fired its coach the week before. But it's been that kind of year. And so, yeah, I think it's taken a toll on Tom because I think the streak means much to him. And I think he's just perplexed. Look, if he knew how all those guys were going to play on the floor, those freshmen, he'd play them more if he thought that. Now, it's easy to second-guess him after it doesn't work out. And, of course, as of yesterday, you know, people are wondering why Booker doesn't play more, didn't play more, because he started and hung in there. But I think there are times that he, he looks at all that, and his staff looks at all those eight or nine guys and trying to figure out the right combination and who should play when and where. I think that's got him a little bit buffaloed, and I think he himself would say he hasn't got completely figured out at all. Yeah, I looked at Booker in the first half, and I, I granted you're not going to be a lockdown defender as a freshman, but he gives them things that nobody else does on that team. And I look at the first half, and you got up big, you're playing great defense, and then you check Booker out with 15 minutes left. I get your Izzo, hey, well, my veterans want to put this game away. It's important to bounce back after Iowa, yada, da da da. And then it gets tight, and you're not going to turn to freshmen. But I, I think Booker does need more minutes. And another thing that I've noticed that I've mentioned uh, since it was really right after the Illinois game, that I believe this team is better in up-and-down basketball, more wide open than playing half-court sets. That, that's just my opinion. Michigan I State. agree, Bill. I, I think there are teams that are familiar with their half-court sets, and they don't have a Cassius Winston caliber shooter, I don't think, especially with Walker injured. So screening for one of those perimeter guys. You know, their three-point shooting has been extremely sporadic. And, uh, and I, you know, I think that's been an issue. Coming up, though, they got six days to prepare for Purdue, and my read is that all those guys on the interior, they're all going to get a chance to play between Cooper and Kohler and Booker and Sissoko because they got to go up against Edie. And Booker was heavily recruited by Purdue. He's from that part of Indiana. My sense is that he'll be motivated to play when he does get a chance to play. My sense is they're going to foul. They're going to foul Edie. Everybody does. You know Purdue's going to go inside to him. They did at Michigan yesterday. He had a career game of 35 and 13 yesterday at Michigan, and they needed that. And Purdue's got six days to relax. You know, Purdue had to play another midweek game. Yeah, they got to go to Illinois after the Michigan State game. If that game was in the middle of this week. I think that would take something out of Purdue. But when you've got the entire week to get ready for a team that you don't really like, and that crowd's hostile to Michigan State, and State hasn't won there in a decade, and, and you look at how you know State's been struggling a bit, you know one would think this is going to be an uphill battle. But that's what the schedule is. You got six days to prepare. You got six days to get these better. And I think it'll be interesting to see how state does, 
you know, are they going to try to shut Edie down completely and make Purdue's guards beat them? The only problem is Purdue's guards who are very inconsistent, but they're best by far when they're playing at home. And like I say, you know that crowd there's going to be so into that game, and they've got State wounded. The question then, Bill, to me, can they beat Northwestern at home next Wednesday and then go to Indiana and win? Because I'm not convinced that in any of the three games they have left, State's going to be a betting favorite amongst anybody. That'll be close, but that's unique because for the little eight-game stretch there after they you know, had dropped a game uh, earlier to Wisconsin and Madison, everybody, all these experts said, well, they'll be favoring the next eight games. Well, they didn't win them all. They obviously, they didn't win at Minnesota. They lost at home to Iowa and now Ohio State. Now it might be on the other foot. Are they going to be an underdog against Purdue, then Northwestern home, and at Indiana? And I think the latter two games will depend on how they perform at Purdue. If it's a close game, who knows? If they get blown out, stay tuned. We'll have to see. Yeah, I think they need to beat Northwestern at home, win at Indiana, have that 2-1 and one finish, and then win their Big Ten tourney opener would make me feel comfortable about this team. If they turn around and go 1-2 and two and don't win a Big Ten tourney opener, they might not hear their name on Selection Sunday. Well, even if they get in, Bill, I get. I think there's value in being in 26 straight NCAA tournament. It's hard to do. Very few. I think there's one or two that are ahead of them, and that's it. But there, but everybody says at the best, unless they beat Purdue, at the best they'd be an eight seed. Well, if they're an eight seed, can they beat the nine? And if they do, you get the, the number one seed in the next game. So you're going to get out of the first weekend anyway. And I think what hurts them dramatically, and a lot of teams that are struggling at times during the year, but get into the tournament, those conference tournaments to me are an albatross. First of all, they're probably not going to get any buys in there beyond the first day. So they would have to go four games in four days if they had any success. And I claim if you win the Big Ten tournament, who cares? You didn't win the regular season. Nobody, Everybody then puts attention to the NCAA tournament, and your team could be exhausted. And I do think this team is worn down. Uh, I think, I, think that, I mean, these games have all piled up. I mean, it, it's a break for them in a way that they get six days to prepare for Purdue. But Purdue gets six days to prepare for Michigan State. So to me, that's a wash. But then if they could rest up after the regular season for the NCAA tournament, if they got in, I think that would be different. But, man, you got two days or whatever it is to get ready after you play in the Big Ten tournament. Then you got to turn around and go on the road. And I think for great teams, that's one thing. They can withstand it. And they're going to play a weak seed in game one. Well, State's not going to do that. They're going to play somebody that's going to be comparable to them. Uh, which will make it that much tougher. At this point, I would think what Tom's trying to do is just to get them to play as well together as they can, play as hard as they can at Purdue, see what happens from there. Somehow they got to win at home against Northwestern. I mean, to, uh, if he can get into the tournament, you can figure all that out about the tournament afterward. But as you suggest, they got to get there first, and they have to go through the Big Ten tournament, and that's not going to be easy for them either. I mean, look, they've, it, it's been a tough year. If you remember, for whatever reason, they were ranked fourth in the preseason Associated Press poll, and they haven't been ranked almost the entire year. Crazy season. We'll see how it plays out for Izzo and the Spartans. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports, weekday mornings, 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Huge show, live weekday afternoons at 3. Timmy, uh, so good to hear your voice on my road trip over to Detroit, and thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Anytime, Bill. Good to talk to you. Stay in touch. All right, Tim Stout checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. 
on Michigan Spring Football and Jawan Howard coming up in about 20 minutes. Graham Couch, opinion maker for the Lansing State Journal, within the hour on Izzo and his basketball team. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Leonard Skinner. ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino, the sharp dressed simple man tour. Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Tickets start at $38 and are on sale now at the box office at etix.com. Part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series, Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Huge here for my good friend Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. Now they're located on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids here on the west side of the state. They are Michigan's newest Yamaha go-to golf cart dealer. Now if you're looking for a golf cart for the neighborhood, the business, the golf club, maybe that second home or the lake, stop by and see Drew and the crew. They can hook you up today at Impact Power Sports. They also have e-bikes, quads, side-by-side, yard toys for the big boys and the big girls. Anything you need when it comes to power, they have it at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. Also, if you want a shot at winning Lois Browns, Lions Golf Cart, a custom-built Lions Golf Cart, text IMPACT to 21000. That's IMPACT to 21000. And you could win Lomas Brown's Lions Golf Cart this summer from IMPACT Power Sports and The Huge Show. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four-pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. the huge show on a motor city monday presented by impact power sports are on 14 mile road in rockford just north of gr they service the entire state all the power toys you need golf carts e-bikes how about some yard equipment the best power lines there pretty cool uh, what drew and the crew Ronnie, my good friend. His dad, Ronnie Campanelli. Hey, how you doing? He's Italian. I think I'm going to dinner with the Campanellis on Thursday at Amore. He says, you got 
You know, they eat that. Capiche. Ronnie. The godfather of golf carts. Billy, you're going to buy four. I don't need one. He goes, like I said, you're going to buy four. So Impact Power Sports, 14 Mile Road in Rockford. And this summer, at a huge golf event, we're giving away Lomas Browns Lions golf cart. Simple and easy to enter to win. Just text IMPACT to 21000. That is IMPACT to 21000. People are like, oh, you're not giving away in the summer. Oh, yeah, we have all the shows he's Lomas is going to with IMPACT. We're giving it away this summer. Can you give it away quicker so I can use it? No, we're giving away this summer. Text IMPACT to 21000 to enter. No purchase is necessary. 24-7, everything you need with this show is at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge.